Hey guys, this is another episode of 81 Points, and there's been a lot of Anthony Davis talk in the air recently. So today we break down the latest news with Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Is that going to happen? Is it not going to happen? What have we heard? We break down what's real news and what's fake news. Yeah, we piece together all of the clues that have been leaked to us up to this point. And uh, we make our guess as to how things will play out. Uh, we evaluate, you know, the the reported trade packages that have been offered to the Pelicans so far. And has that Godfather offer been made? We certainly think so. And so uh, we get into the obvious Anthony Davis talk, uh, amongst other things. Uh, around the NBA and the Lakers. So without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Anyone Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, welcome to another episode of 81 Points. Listen, I feel like we're going to look back at this time. Consider these podcasts as like a capsule, something to remember this this moment in time by because I don't remember a trade deadline that was as crazy and as much of an emotional roller coaster as this past week has been uh it's been you know you're talking more crazy. in terms of like including the lakers right because i feel like previous years there are probably has there ever been a time where the lakers have been involved in a, in a potential trade of this magnitude leading yeah, up to not, the trade deadline? Not, not with the lakers yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so we're in a new we're, we're in a new era of social media where everything is very closely monitored and also <clears throat> a new uh era where like fake news is so impa- so apparent you know what i mean yeah um there's a little bit of having to filter out what is fact and right. what is opinion yeah and we talked a little bit about that in the last podcast um but it it it's so apparent even with these uh recent uh tweets that just came out you know yeah so you know with that said there have you seen this um reddit post about uh reliable lakers sources did you see this no i didn't see it so uh if you go on lakers reddit there is uh a post titled guide to reliable lakers sources Mm -hmm. and some uh poster basically listed out all of the credible sources and all of the not so credible sources. Uh, let's go through them real quick, and okay. I, you, you can let me know if you agree with this or not. Okay. So, this this poster has a top tier of of uh, credible sources. Okay. So let me just uh, list them out. So obviously, there's Mike Trudell. He's uh, he works for the Lakers, but he's not really gonna break any any news he's a mm-hmm. he's basically a beat reporter for the lakers okay so he's 
they're saying that he's uh, he's reliable. I this think the there's. I think they're saying that whatever he says is going to be credible. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. After him, uh, Ramona Shelburne is listed as a very credible see, that's what source. I, see, that's what I was kind of wondering. Um, I don't know how much credence I would put in that, but you know, it's known that Ramona Shelburne is sort of Genie Bus's mouthpiece. She's Genie Bus's homegirl, yeah. right? Yeah. So. A lot of times when Ramona Shelburne is saying, like, you know, uh, Laker sources have said blah, 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 blah. It's like Genie Bus things. <laughs> this, this, and this. So, you know, I don't know. You know, like, for example. <clears throat> it's biased, basically. Yeah, it's like, you know, when they're talking about Luke Walton, you know, I don't know how much uh, credence I would put into a Ramona Shelburne tweet because it's just going to be coming from Jeannie Buss's perspective, you know? Yeah. So when she says, like, oh, the whole organization is behind Luke Walton, th- that just means Jeannie Buss is behind Luke Walton, mm-hmm. which is the absolute most important person to have backing you, right? Because right. she pays the checks. But, that you know, let's be, let's be honest here. Like, Magic is clearly not fond of Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah. But I, I think in defense of that, tier list uh we're talking about things that are not like Ramona Shelburne's not going to say anything that's like false you know what I mean it might be biased but it's not false like right you know I mean she did and we're going to get to this later I wanted to talk about it at some point but she did defuse the the latest news of the heated exchange after the after the Warriors game if you yeah heard about that yeah and I think that was again something that Jeannie Buss was like you know, you need to put this out there that it wasn't that big. Yeah, so we can, we, I mean, so she's right now, this this guy listed her as a top tier source. Okay. But with the, ca- let's throw in the caveat that <clears throat> it's, it's biased mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Lakers favor, which is why I think this guy probably put it as top tier. So there's Mike Trudell, Ramona Shelburne, and next is everybody's favorite. Turner? Yeah, everybody's favorite source these days in Lakerland. Where did this Brad guy come Turner. out from? This is a this is the first year I've heard even about this. Who this guy is? This so is he's some... a uh, he's a beat reporter for the LA Times, okay. which is funny to me because I've always considered the LA Times as not the source for like breaking news or like insider reporting. Yeah, I mean LA Times is kind of it's a dinosaur. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, so. It's interesting. Like, like especially when it comes to college sports, because I, you know, I'm really heavily uh, yeah. a fan of of college sports. It's yeah. like they they're they're never they're never the first ones to break any news, <clears throat> right. and so they're it, more of like they're gonna bring out like some opinion op-ed pieces. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you know, obviously, like the the biggest example is like Bill Plaschke. He's yeah. all all he does is like basically write about what he thinks and yeah. feels. You know, uh, so it is it is kind of funny that. Brad Turner, all of a sudden, a guy that writes for the LA Times is now like one of the foremost sources for <laughs> Lakers news. But as it is right now, because he's saying nice things about the <laughs> Lakers, probably okay, uh, he's up there. And then you have uh, Kevin Ding, who's um, yeah, okay, for a sure. writer for the Lakers. <clears throat> uh, I would agree with that. I think Kevin Ding is 
He's a pretty well connected. He's been around for a while. I think he's not gonna. I think he's not the type to break any news though. But no. he will. I feel like if you want to read something like more on a long form format about what's going on with the team, then he's a really good source. Mm-hmm. You know, read his articles. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think people are gonna look to his Twitter account to get the latest and greatest. Get the latest and greatest. Yeah. Okay. And then there is. Um, Tanya Ganguly. Yeah. She's another yeah. Uh, Lakers beat writer for the LA Times. Yeah. Um, so she's up there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, there's um, obviously like the guys from scene, Silver Screen and Roll. Those guys are up there as mm-hmm. well. Um, but they wouldn't break anything. They're I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they would yeah. break anything either. Um, and then there's a, a guy by the name of Bill Oram. Who writes for okay. the? Yeah. He's the Lakers writer for the Athletic. Yeah, I know that is, yeah. And then you have um, <clears throat> Eric Pincus, yeah, who's like the Laker reporter for He's Bleacher been Report. For a while too. Yeah, so those so those pretty much summarize like the top tier, and then you move on to I guess um, kind of specialists, <laughs> let's say like Chris Haynes. Okay. He's very much. Um, I guess in tune with what's going on with LeBron's camp. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like the are, West Coast uh, wine wine horse. Windhorse. Yeah, people are wine looking horse. to him to be like they they feel like he's like the closest to clutch sports. LeBron, everything really? that's going on with that. Wow, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's a key player. Uh, this guy also lists out in the second tier David Aldridge, who is okay. ESPN guy, right? Uh, editor in chief of the Atlantic, and he reports for TNT. Oh, okay. Um, Mark Stein. Yeah, Mark Stein. Who writes for the New York Times now, and Sam Amick, who's a senior writer for the yeah. Athletic. Yeah. Wow, the Athletic has gotten a lot of uh, like. Sports. They're they're really legit now, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, like Shams is the mm-hmm, athletic. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Shams actually. He's he's now entered the shit list in Lakerland. If you, <laughs> if you didn't know, um, but we'll get to him. And then uh, there's the next tier down, which is uh, skeptical, a skeptical tier. Yeah. Which um, is headlined by Woj. Yeah. Um, that that's obvious. That's all because he's he's Danny Ainge's. He's one Danny Ainge's mouthpiece, and two he hates LeBron. Yeah. So it, it's just, yeah. I mean, I I sent you that. I think I texted you that tweet that he <clears throat> tweeted today. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. hmm. Like, are <laughs> any of these guys as good as Jason Tatum? Like, uh, it's it's becoming more obvious that he is throwing out his opinion. Yeah. More. Well, it's days. become more obvious that he's clearly got a narrative, like an agenda. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's yeah. So there's Woj. There's also Shams. So it's funny that he. Um, he seems a little bit more um, unbiased, though. No? Well, he he's the one that initially tweeted doing? out this like heated exchange after the Warriors game that almost, in his words, almost turned into a physical altercation. <laughs> um, later to be diffused by Ramona Shelburne. Mm-hmm. But uh, Laker fans don't really like him these days. I think Laker fans are a little sensitive, maybe. Very sensitive these <laughs> days. <laughs> I mean, we said last time that people are on edge. It's like 
times 10, I think, yeah. from the last time we talked. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, it goes on to list, like, a bunch of, like, uh, supposed sources that are not, and we don't have to go through this whole thing, but the point is, uh, in in people's minds, in fans' minds, there there is a pecking order. Mm-hmm. So, like, whose tweets they trust and whose tweets they don't trust. It's a really crazy time right now. Yeah. Uh, I think people are uh, paying more attention to their Twitter timeline more than actual games being played right now. I mean, for those of you who don't know, there are still games being played, you know, but nobody really seems to care these days <laughs> with, with uh, you know, three days to go till the trade deadline. It's, it's um, going to be a pretty wild... Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you be dis- disappointed if nothing happens? You know, after all of this yeah. shit that we've been through, yeah, I would be really disappointed. So back to Brad Turner, right? Um, I, he's getting all kinds of endorsements. Did you see what Ramona Shelburne said about? Brad yeah, Turner? he's like the most plugged into he's what's the going one, on. She, she says he's the one I'd be looking to for information right now. Um, yeah, she specifically mentions him as having the juice. <laughs> okay. So. All right. So it's been since, uh, so on January the 28th, that's when Anthony Davis officially requested a trade. So that was last Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a week now since that happened. So what I wanted to do was uh, go through the overall chronology of events that have taken place since then okay it's a little hard to re it's a little hard to organize like exactly what has happened this in this past week you know with all the rumors and all the opinions being thrown around so and it kind of feels like not much has happened but a lot of probably a lot of things in the background is kind of so i wanted to kind of re-go go through this entire um timeline of events that have happened since monday okay? okay And then um, you can kind of share your thoughts on on what has happened here. I actually uh, went through this exercise and tweeted it out on our Twitter account. Okay. Uh, But um, since you don't really go on social media at all, (laughs) I will share this with you and you can give your opinion, okay? Okay. So, okay. So, it all started a week ago, last Monday. Anthony Davis officially won on the trade block. Okay. At that time, it was said that the Pelicans let the Lakers know that any deal has to start with Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Avica Zubats, and a number one pick. That was Brad Turner. I think. That was Brad Turner. Yeah. So he said from his source that any any discussions on a trade had had to start with a package like that. Okay. Okay. Three days later, on the 31st, which was last Wednesday, it was that was reported that that was the first time uh, Magic Johnson and Dell Demps had a conversation about a trade. Which is a big deal because before that, they were saying that wasn't there, weren't they saying like Dell Demps wasn't even he didn't even have his phone on like he that, wasn't. That's what Woj was tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So on the thirty first, it was reported that they first had a had a conversation about a, a potential trade. Okay. 
And uh, this is where it was reported by Brad Turner again that um, Magic presented to Dell Demps five potential trade packages. And we still don't know what those five are. We do know one. I Which think. one of them included Which Lonzo is a Ball. Deal. Yeah, a deal of Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Ovita Zubats, and a number one pick. So this is where I, I, I pause and I begin to question if this actually happened or not. Okay. Because let's 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 say um, let's say Brad Turner's original um, source information was true that any deal had to start with Lonzo Kuzma Zubats in a number one. So does it make sense for first of all does it make sense for anyone when it comes to like initial trade negotiations to be like I present to you five different trade packages. <laughs> And then with one of them being even better than what was leaked that the Pelicans wanted, it doesn't really make sense to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it would start off with something better than what the other side wanted. You know? Or also it's like in the five proposals, they can't all be equal, right? There's probably one that's clearly, clearly better, right? The the whole five the whole five packages thing is just like such a weird yeah. concept to me. Yeah. Like whoever does who does that ever in a negotiation? It just right. doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Um, so well, this, it shows you that it's a very lopsided negotiation, right? It's kind of like okay, you tell me what what like I'm just gonna give you all like it's very one sided. You know, Deldum's just leaning back and just like give me all the offers. <laughs> it's not yeah. really a negotiation. It's just like. Let me hear and and in any trade negotiation, like you don't start off with your best offer. Oh, for sure. That just well, that's why it that was just so shouldn't weird. happen. That's yeah. why it was so weird. In the right from the get go, it was someone. I think it was dispelled, but you know, right off the bat, it was like three of the guys. Like I don't see any. I don't see any logical reason to start off a trade negotiation that involves all three players in Lonzo, Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So this is where I'm. I. I feel like there's like some fishy information going on mm-hmm. was starting from this five packages talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving on, uh, two days later on February the 1st, which was last Friday, this is where in the morning Woj reported, you know, underwhelming offers, quote unquote, from the Lakers. Danny Ainge, AKA Danny Ainge. Yeah. And, and he, he reported that the Lakers offered Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Rondo, Michael Beasley and a number one pick, which actually I know we I know we like talk a lot of shit on Woj and Lakers fans hate him right now, but that actually makes more sense to me. Well, to start a to start a trade with something like that, it's weird though to have Rondo and Lonzo in it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But but um, but what I'm saying is like, you start off with something that you're you, you, going into a trade, right? It's like. Magic and Palinka, they must have like huddled up and said, "Okay, this is the absolute maximum we're willing to give up." You don't start with that. You start with much less than that first. For sure. Yeah. So, well, this, are you giving? Are you saying that that's how Magic is operating, though? I, I'm saying any any logical sane person would operate that way. So we're giving Magic credit for being a mo- logical sane person. Uh, you, yeah, that's 
Okay. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt so far. Because I almost kind of, <laughs> I mean, I know we should talk magic a lot in this in this podcast, but I feel like that guy has the ability, or it's not, it's not like out of the realm of possibility for him to be like, we got to get Anthony Davis. I don't even fucking care. Just right off the bat, here's everything. Do you want it or not? Yeah, that, that you... Why would you do that? Why would you throw the kitchen sink like in from the jump? Because like that doesn't Magic, make any sense. Because Magic Johnson is not a negotiator. He is not an executive. That's why I feel like I don't. I don't. I struggle to believe that within the Lakers organization, he's like working by himself. Like he's you know at a desk. Just but is the there anybody checking him though? I there has to be. <laughs> There just has to be, and you know, give it. Look at Magic Johnson. He, I mean, he's whether whether you uh, are skeptical of his front office acumen or not, you have to you have to acknowledge that he's a successful businessman, right? Sure. Yeah. When he when he got involved with with the Dodgers, what happened? I mean, he is. He's a very successful businessman, but I almost feel like. When you are a famous, charismatic icon, and I'm talking icon, not just a famous celebrity, an yeah. icon like Magic Johnson, it's almost hard to not be successful business-wise. You know what I mean? I feel like you got to be really, really bad to not, like to have so much money, like everybody, you know the Dodgers, um, the ownership, they brought in Magic Johnson Purely because they wanted his name attached to it. For the branding purposes. Exactly. And and that's that's what's so amazing about his brand. It's his brand is so awesome that so I'm I'm for me I'm like, are we giving him too much credit? Or not? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like and you know his ownership stake in the Dodgers is like tiny. It's like a one point something percent. One point three or something uh-huh. like that. Or even it's even might might be even smaller than that. So his 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 influence with the Lakers is, is like immensely more than what it is with the Dodgers. Oh, right? without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of a figurehead. He's just a, he's a guy that like people just want to say he's a part owner of the Dodgers when in reality he's got a tiny ass percentage it, on the Dodgers. It's okay that all he does is tweet about the Dodgers. For sure. In That's that all. Case, you know, right? the shows up at the game with a Dodger hat or jersey right, on, right. you know. And so um yeah, so I don't know how much of that where I'm like, wow, this guy Everything he touches is gold because he's such a an acute businessman, or uh-huh. more of just because like everybody just wants a piece of magic because his brand is so amazing, you know. But for the sake of this exercise, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that he. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is like just wait and see. Yeah. You got to be wait and yeah. see mode with with how everything shakes out. But as of right now, I find it I would find it really hard to believe that he's not consulting with anybody, you know. <laughs> It's funny that all of these, all of all of the trade negotiation talks have been magic and Del Dems. That's, magic what, and that, Del that's Dems. what I was gonna ask though. Yeah. But isn't that kind of odd though? Yeah, I find it a little odd that Polinka's name is like nowhere to be found. You like know? Polinka is the GM. Yeah. Del Dems is the GM. Right. It should be a GM to a GM conversation. I don't. It's, that's how it normally is. Yeah. That's weird to me. Um, that that to me seems very dysfunctional. Yeah. Well, it, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. But uh, 
back to the timeline so february 1st that's when uh so it started off with woj reporting the underwhelming offers and he leaked the the package of lonzo kuzma rondo beasley and a number one that same day two significant things happened that really hurt the perception of the celtics getting anthony davis (laughs) which was uh the whole Kyrie incident with him saying i don't owe anybody shit all of a sudden all the lakers wait till july 1st love Kyrie. yeah so he he kind of dropped the bombshell with with uh kind of he backpedaled on his commitment to the boston which was funny because you know the podcast right before that that quote came out we talked about that you know we said Kyrie could diffuse this whole situation by coming out and saying I stand by what I originally said. Yeah, he basically uh, lit gasoline onto the fire and made it even crazier. Yeah. So that happened. And also a few hours after that, that's when uh, our our favorite Genie Bus's homegirl, Ramona Shelburne, (laughs) just uh, leaked out the information that she talked to Anthony Davis Sr. And he basically told... Uh, the world that he, he didn't want his son to play for the Celtics after how and they I treated love that. Isaiah and that's Thomas. Such a hit piece on the Celtics. You know yeah, what I mean? that's such an apparent. I mean, I love it though because it's a good point. You know. Yeah, I mean, in in my mind, I can see that being like a move that was recommended by LeBron in Clutch Sports. Right, 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 right. They basically consulted with Anthony Davis and saying. Yeah, tell your dad to like, you know, talk shit about Boston. Yeah. So they're they're pulling string. They're trying to pull For strings sure. right now to For like, sure. um, kind of decrease the leverage that there, Boston has. I'm gonna say right now there should be. There's they could they should come out with some kind of like Netflix documentary or a Thirty for Thirty about the whole inner workings of like, you know, the sports like, Twittersphere. Twitterverse, I think it would be so fascinating to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's definitely that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, at some point, I think so too. We're we're living in it right now. Yeah, you know, but yeah, because in the future, they, it's going to happen. You, you pull the the veil back. You take the you pull the curtain back and you see what's going on in the background, like in action of what that all this stuff happens. It'd be so fascinating to watch. It's funny because uh, LeBron he actually he ended up sitting out uh, of the Warriors game. Yeah, on this past Saturday. And, you know, he actually did not um, sit on the bench during the game, but he was in the locker room the whole time at Oracle oh, during that okay. game. Yeah. And uh, everybody was saying, you know, he's he's too busy on the phones just, like, <laughs> doing his GM work. That's why he couldn't sit on the bench. Low you know? GM. Yeah. So February 1st was a big day, a big hit to Boston's leverage because of those two things. And then you move to uh, the next day, Saturday, and then it was leaked that the Pelicans were considering countering the Lakers offer with a package that included two number ones and adding a player uh, to be added with Anthony Davis. Solomon Hill, right? Yeah, so people are saying Solomon to Hill unload, right now. To unload, to some, unload some, some uh, cap space. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward to today. So today's Monday, the 4th. And uh, 
this morning, it was leaked that uh, Anthony Davis would be opening would be open to signing long-term deals for either the Lakers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Clippers, or the Knicks. I saw that. So to me, I thought this was a very... Um, it's a very calculated... It's a very smart yeah. move by Clutch Sports because, in a sense, at this point, they know that... Everybody knows that the only option... Uh, for New Orleans to trade with any team right now is with the Lakers before this deadline. They're the only ones with the assets. Right, correct. It's been no it's now known that uh Anthony Davis does not want to be in Boston. So they're kind of out of it right now. So it's basically the Lakers. And so in an attempt to have the Pelicans save a little face and uh kind of soften the blow because right now it's like they they don't want they, the Pelicans don't want it to seem like they're caving into Anthony Davis and Clutch Sports. Mm-hmm. So in order to soften the blow, they kind of let this news leak out that they would be so willing you, to sign I, with so other teams. You think the Pelicans leaked this? I think Clutch Sports leaked this. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. They leaked. They they mentioned they threw out other teams that they knew the Pelicans Could would never not trade with an order. Yeah, with the, would never trade. Well. With, okay, you know? so do you think that um, you don't think that Milwaukee can compete with that that offer? So yeah, Milwaukee is a kind of a perfect example to look at because because I don't who, know who are their pieces. Chris Middleton, right? He's a great. He, he's an all star. He's an unrestricted free agent after this year, so so there's no guarantee that he would stay with New Orleans. Bledsoe, Bledsoe, yeah, but I don't think he's really considered like a valuable right. asset at this point given Brogdon, his contract he's probably the, the most valuable piece yeah and nobody's really looking at him as, as, a, a, as a star right and gi- even given this you know media climate of shitting on the lakers young core i don't think anyone would put brogdon above mm-hmm. lonzo kuzma or brandon mm-hmm. ingram okay and uh the milwaukee bucks basically traded away Almost all of their first round picks. Okay. Uh, okay. For the so upcoming drafts. Now, so what about the Clippers, though? Because I think the Clippers have some good. Pieces, so Tobias right? Harris is an unrestricted free agent after this season. Okay. Um, I guess what Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's a great piece, but is he a better piece than any of our pieces? I don't. Know. I, don't I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Who else does the Clippers have? Um, what's his name? Montrez. Uh, Montrez Harrell? Yeah. I don't know if he's considered a better... I don't think he'd be a better piece than, than our assets as well. Yeah, yeah. And then the Knicks, basically, who swung and missed at Anthony Davis already. You know, They already gave away... They already gave Por- away Porzingis. Porzingis. Right. Yeah, so they really don't have anything right now. So, so it's it was, a very calculated... Yeah, it was a tactic just to yeah. be like, hey, you know, Pelicans, like, you don't have to look so bad, like... You can say you don't now, have to look like you're, you've been stiff armed. Yeah, into trading. You, you can say now that you took the best offer available. Yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, right? If you if you believe Anthony Davis in saying that, hey, I just want to go to a team that wins, right? Then you would include a team like Toronto. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Toronto's got some decent. You got uh, Siakam, right? Yeah, and you've got 
I'm, I, I'm, I think you got picks there too. Um, you got that the kid isn't OG in, from in Toronto too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are high on him too. So Toronto's got some picks and some some assets, but that they were curiously not included in that list. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very calculated move. Right, right. So fast forward a little bit later in the day, uh, we get news that Magic Johnson and Dell Demps have spoken twice. In person? I don't know about in person, (laughs) but they've spoken twice. And the latest Lakers offer includes the following. Okay. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and two first-round picks. <laughs> That's a fucking godfather deal, dude. And on top of that, the Lakers would take in Solomon Hill's contract. By the way, so I don't. I'm not really. I don't. Uh, I'm not really familiar with Solomon Hill, though. Is he? Is he a like? Is he bad? Is he really bad? You would. You would look at his numbers and look at his contract, and you would be like, "How the fuck did he get that deal?" So he's a Luol Deng, then. Yeah. Oh shit! That's not good. He's a career, like six points a game scorer. Did he? And did he get owed, a deal like, during that that yeah. whole Mozgov? Uh huh. Yeah, he got a deal during that year? during that free agency period. Oh my god! So he's owed, um, I think, twelve million next year and uh, thirteen million the year after that. Wow! Or something or twelve points. million this year. I I forget, but it's it's basically a terrible deal. How did he get that? Wow, that's crazy. I'm looking at his numbers. Oh my god. Good for him, man. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, dude. I mean, this. So I'm looking at his career stats. That is last year he averaged two point four points. It's funny because uh, this this evening it was basically Solomon Hill watch. <laughs> the Pelicans actually played a game tonight against the Pacers, uh-huh. and people were people were tuning in to see if he was checking into the game, playing or not. How did he score that deal? That's really amazing. Wow that that year really fucked over a lot of organizations. Yeah. So just to, just to let people know, Solomon Hill did play, did check into the game tonight. Well, so that that I think if we get Solomon Hill, that essentially means we're out of a third. Uh, the sweepstakes for a third. Well, start. they would say that um, they would use a stretch provision on him I, and I kind think, of stretch out his I th- deal. I think that still means we would not. I don't know. I'd have to look into it, but I feel like we would still not be able to because we we're, we're stretching out Luol Deng too, aren't we? Yeah. So that stretch, and then also the Solemn Hill stretch. I think that that's just. So yeah, I don't think I think if we get Anthony Davis and taking Solomon Hill, we would not be able to get a third max contract oh shit but i mean i think the thought process is if you have lebron and anthony davis like do you need another max you do, player man. do you really no nah, i don't know if you do yeah. but my whole plan for lebron katie and anthony davis man. i mean the whole thing right now is just just get anthony davis at all costs so after this package was revealed, there was another tweet by a guy uh, by a guy by the name of Brandon Robinson. I, I don't know if you know is. who this person is. Okay. He basically tweeted that um, they're trying to get Phoenix involved. Right, because Phoenix likes Lonzo, right? Phoenix likes Lonzo, and 
Lavar likes Phoenix. <laughs> so I mean, are you talking about Lonzo's camp? Yeah, Lonzo's camp, aka Lavar, <laughs> likes Phoenix. So that's where we stand right now. Uh, what What are your? If you had to put a percentage on, do the Lakers get Anthony Davis by Thursday? Where are you at right now? I think he gets done. You do? Yeah. Um, I think he gets done because I feel like Magic is going to overpay. That's essentially what the Pelicans want. They want they want someone to overpay for Anthony Davis. Okay, so you okay. So that uh the latest package that was uh rumored is that overpaying for... That's a for... huge overpay. We're... Yeah, to give up Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma. It's... And draft picks. And then also take back, like, dead weight. Yeah. Is is a massive overpay, in my opinion. Um, now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it. Obviously, Anthony Davis is a generational talent. And we don't know if any of these other young guys, other players, it's in fact, it's safe to say that they're not going to be of the same uh, ilk. Mm-hmm. But still, it's such a mass overpay that, like, I'm not thrilled about it, but I feel like the Pelicans, how can you not take that deal? You know? So I want to follow up with a question. Don't you think it's possible that? This trade can be an overpay, yet at the same time, it could be worth it for the Lakers. Um, it's worth it if we win a championship. I think that's the only way it's worth it. What about, I mean, just the fact that you're getting LeBron and Anthony Davis? I let's take future results out of this. Well, I don't know if you can because I feel like the Lakers are the Lakers because they win championships, and I think the only way that this is. A win is if there is a championship within the next three years. Well, so I, I guess basically what my question is, like in a trade, mm-hmm. when, when trades happen, can there be, can both sides win in a trade? Or is it always a case of one side wins I and the other side I think both sides loses? can win. You know, a perfect example of what would have been a both sides winning was the Boogie Cousins trade. Had Boogie been health, stayed healthy, I think that would have been a both sides win type of trade because, you know, now that Boogie's injured, you could say that the Kings actually made out like a fucking band. Yeah, because they, they got Buddy healed and I don't know. What else did they get for him? Um, I don't know. I have to look at the specifics of that deal. But, you know, Buddy healed. He's turning out to be so fucking good. Like... His numbers are crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and you got him at his most prime prime years. Um, and you got him paired up with De'Aaron Fox. So that trade, abs- even if Boogie would have been healthy, I think you could have probably made a case that the Kings still won that trade. You got to give a lot of credit to Vladi. But, um, you know, now that Boogie's been, you know, he's he's got the Achilles thing. Um, and he's no longer on the Pelicans. I think you got to say that the the Kings won out on that trade, and that was, I don't know, is that was that an overpay? I don't know if that was considered an overpay, but um, 
I feel like our our proposal, our our deal is way more than what um, the kings, you know, the kings give up. Or yeah, the the, the latest that latest package that would definitely I feel like define a Godfather offer. Yeah, I mean you can't get much that much better than it's that. It's a Herschel Walker type of deal. And so. Let's say the Pelicans ultimately um, decline that offer. How would you feel? You know what? I'd be like, that just Would you means... be okay with them declining the offer? Or would you... No, I'd I'll... be like, that's such bullshit. And I, and I would be kind of like, that just means... That just means that they don't want them to be on the Lakers. Right? Isn't it so obvious? Like, then what is it that you want? You want to wait... And if you're saying that it's because they wanted to wait to see if they can get Tatum, that's basically what would you say? See, that's what I'm saying. I think that's such a bullshit. It's impossible. Danny Ainge is the fucking little finger of the NBA. Yeah. You do not believe a thing this motherfucker says. He is. He is little finger. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe him, but that guy is a. He's a slithering snake. Like he's just not gonna be. He. He's gonna pull Tatum off the t- the table as soon as um, summer hits, you know. Um, so if Dell Demps really thinks that he's gonna, he could possibly get a better deal. He's in for a rude, rude. So I think right now, as it stands, um, I, I, I want to s- say this too. I want to say I think actually, I think the Pelicans are thrilled at the. I think they're playing it very, very close to the vest. You have to be so thrilled at this package. Well, it was reported that there are a lot of people within the Pelicans organization that like that package a lot. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but it's... it's Because um, I saw some tweets that were saying that the Pelicans are just... They're not enamored with the players that the Lakers are offering, you know? Yeah, no, I, I saw that there are some within the organization that really like that package. Yeah. But it's basically um, Del Demps and Danny Ferry... That are like hellbent, supposedly on getting Jason Tatum. That's crazy. Uh, right now, as it stands, I kind of feel like momentum is more on the side of this deal not getting done. Mm. Uh, earlier in the day, I would have said otherwise, but right now, it feels like it's more headed towards a deal not getting done. So let me just read you the latest uh, tweet from Woj. Okay. He says that Danny Ainge has encouraged the Pelicans to wait until the offseason to negotiate with the Celtics. Boston remains determined to try and partner Anthony Davis with Kyrie Irving for long term, but plans to pursue AD regardless of Irving's free agency plans, per sources. Per sources, a.k.a. he spoke to (laughs) Danny Ainge. Uh, And then there's also a tweet by Ramona Shelburne recently. And she writes that uh, so far the Lakers have felt conversations with New Orleans have been one-sided and they are growing increasingly pessimistic about the Pelicans' willingness to do a deal with them. Which makes sense because if they're going to refuse that, I I don't think the Lakers can do better than that. No. Yeah. So, uh... I mean, those stakes are higher because we can't lose them to, to, to the Celtics, you know? That's that's the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But it's so funny how, you know, the rest of the league and everybody in this, the, the whole fucking world is like, no matter what, you can't let the Lakers get Anthony Davis because for some reason it just grinds people's gears. Yet, yeah, I don't, yeah. Yet, yet it's totally fine if Danny Ainge does what he always does, which is fuck over other GMs, right? That's totally fine, though. Yeah. That is, that's all good. You know what I mean? That's what's so weird. It's so weird. Like, you want to talk about a sports city? They just won the fucking World Series that they bought, by the way. Yeah. On a massive fucking payroll. They just won another Super Bowl. And Danny Ainge is at the helm. Like, the, the Boston is the evil empire. Like, that is the fucking, like, center of just... Like, all things that are just the worst about sports, yet here we are. The Lakers are the team that everyone hates and everyone everyone wants to accuse them of, t- accuse them of tampering, you know? It's yeah. really weird. ESPN, they are headquartered in Bristol, Connecticut, yeah. which is like a Boston, a Boston sports team fan base uh-huh. right there. Woj, he's from, born and raised in Bristol, Connecticut. <laughs> so, you know, I don't have to tell you where he leans on that. Spectrum. So crazy, man. Yeah, there's this anti-Lakers, uh, and then it, you know, it pretty much for Woj, it's the deal was, the deal was sealed once LeBron joined the Lakers. Yeah. He was gonna spew out this anti-Lakers um, propaganda, you know. You know, it just makes me actually love LeBron that much more. The fact that he's here in LA and he's like, I wanted to go to LA because it's like, you know. There's this this whole sentiment about how like West Coast sports and like you know LA sports and the even the the diss on the fan base about how fans leave early they arrive late and leave early and all this shit when like all the other major cities does the same thing I love it you know yeah we we talked about um, Magic you know we don't know if he's like working by himself or like consulting with anyone yeah. I, what I hope he's doing is that I hope he's like doing this orchestrating all of this with rich paul and lebron for then sure i would feel a right. lot more confident that something's right. gonna get done right you know right which that makes that seems like a totally realistic thing that's going on right yeah, now i think so too. you know so if they're working in tandem together right now yeah then then i will feel a lot more confident that a deal will get done it's just hilarious i feel like rob Polinka is literally he's just lacking <laughs> he's he's basically like the accountant. They, they're like, all right, all right, do the numbers make sense? Can can we make this work? And then he's like sitting on his computer, like, mm, let me say, let, let me, me calculate the numbers. Let me right put now. it on my spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh man, poor guy. Um, you know what's so funny too? It's sort of interesting that this is a guy that actually has so much. He has been a part of so much of Laker history. And control over the Laker future is Dell Demps. This guy. Yeah, with the Chris Paul. Yeah, with deal the Chris Paul everything. deal. Yeah. He's he's managed to stay the GM of the the uh Charlotte no, I'm sorry, I was about to say Charlotte, but New Orleans organization this whole time, you know? So crazy. Yeah. So he has the power to once again fuck over the Lakers. Well, actually I guess it wasn't him, but it was David Stern that fucked us over, but yeah. yeah. I mean, he he clicked upset, except like we said last time. Yeah, <laughs> he did. 
Okay, so a couple other things. Uh, what did you think about that that heated locker room exchange after the Warriors game? Did you uh, lend any credence to no, that? No, I mean, I, I thought it was just, it's another, you know what? I'm kind of resigned to the fact that Luke Walton's going to be gone soon. Are, are you not? Yeah, I mean, I think I think more more likely than not, he's I, not going to be the, the head coach. No. I think going into the future. I think his days are numbered. I don't know if he feels that way too. But when I saw that, I was like, "It's just a peg, another peg on the, you know, it's another, it's another blow, and it's another just thing you add on to just how things are not really going his way." Yeah. Um, I yeah. Mean, I the the thing is like the players that are supposedly involved in this heated exchange were like what. JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley. <laughs> yeah. Like guys that are not long term players on this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that is any that is like some glimmer of hope that Luke is not gonna well, be fired right away. In, I think Josh Hart was involved too though, right? Wasn't Josh Hart and Michael Beasley coming to blows or something? I don't think I don't think I so. Think it was was it? Josh Hart involved too, yeah. Um But regardless, it's like I don't know. It's not a good look obviously yeah and especially the fact that it's been leaked it just could have been, funny know. that it got leaked because right. i feel like in my opinion i feel like these heated quote-unquote heated locker room exchanges happen like all the time right. after exactly. losses exactly but i think it probably happened because you know like if lebron who's a guy who's very calculated and who clearly he doesn't want luke walton as his head coach he of course he will leak that. You know, he's going to be like, Luke Walton's losing the, the locker room, you know? So you think it was an inside job? It's possible. It was, uh... Not an inside job, but it's possible that he's the one who wanted that leaked, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, on its face, by itself, it's not a big deal, but it's just another thing where it's like, probably not a good thing for Luke Walton. Yeah, know? yeah. So, so you know, obviously... I've been on Twitter a lot these days, just <laughs> seeing what's coming How up. How has your work productivity been these days? Um, pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. yeah you've been able yeah. to manage. I can multitask. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, but I have been on Twitter a lot lately. Right. And it's like, it's so funny to see the reaction of Laker fans out there with these like reported trade packages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know if it's just like newer Laker fans, young younger Laker fans, but there is a little bit of outrage uh, when it comes to trading away like all of the young players. Yeah, they want to keep at least one of them, right? Yeah, they're just like, oh my god, why are you? I'm so attached to these guys. Like yeah. these, I'll, I'll still be fans with. I'll still be fans with these guys even after they leave and stuff like I that. I mean, that's how they were with d'angelo russell being traded you know yeah and you know it's the same thing these same laker fans are the same dodger fans that's how they are with the prospects too with dodger in the, in the dodger uh organization you know so with players that have even yet to be called up to the big leagues oh yeah you know they'll they'll be like why are we giving up our number one and number two prospect for you know such and such star player you know and it's like you can't make these trades without giving up some, right? You know, some assets. Right. But 
you know, that's just how LA sports fan. I mean, as much as I try to defend our fan base, yeah, <laughs> you know, we we've got we've got a huge portion of our uh, of our fan base that's pretty pretty outrageous. Yeah. So there's that side, and then there's the other side that that is like tweeting uh, three words. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I, I'm seeing that a lot. Damn, so, that's harsh. Yeah. Dude. So uh, it's it's really I, I really find Laker Nation to be an interesting demographic. <laughs> There's a lot of differing opinions out there. Yeah. Um. I, we got to remind ourselves, like, who Anthony Davis is as a, as a basketball player. You know, here's a guy that generational talent. A generational talent that is 25 years old. Two years older than uh, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. So he has a, a long way to go in this in this league. He has many more prime years left. And you pair that with LeBron, and it's like... Here's the thing. Once... The minute the Lakers sign LeBron, they pretty much mortgage their future, right? You know what? who Anthony Davis is? He's like... He's like Dwight Howard in his prime, but with offensive skill. Yeah. That I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. He's like um Yeah, he's like uh uh I was gonna say a better version of Kevin Garnett, but um a more offensively skilled version of Kevin Kevin Garnett. Yeah. I or you can even if you want to go way back, he's like Patrick Ewing, he's like Patrick Ewing with um, better offense, or I'm sorry, better defense and more athletic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just go on. Like, all these, like, Hall of Fame players, he's like a better version of these Hall of Fame players. It's pretty much without question that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Without question. Yeah. You pair that with LeBron, and it's like, you don't need that much, you don't need that much left to build a legit contender. Yeah, that. if you have LeBron, uh, Anthony Davis, I would still be super excited with Josh Hart in that starting lineup, right? Josh Hart would thrive in that lineup. Even KCP, just throw him in there too. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. After that, really. Solomon Hill. <laughs> yeah, dude, throw in, put Svi in the starting lineup. It's like, it's like, okay, well, yeah. I'll, I'll ride with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, there's. I don't know. There's three days left. The trade deadline. How you feeling? Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm. It's it's uh. My sphincter is tight right now. Man. It's an it's emotional. Tight. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> you know. Um. Even today, I went through like times where I was like, "Oh, it, it looks like it might be happening soon." You know, and then it goes back to, "Oh, I don't really think it's gonna happen." Yeah, I, think, I feel like this roller coaster is going to continue for the next yeah, couple and I days. I think it's just a it's a huge roller coaster because um you know, I think it's very possible that the Pelicans it's possible I think the Pelicans are like, okay, we're going to take this deal, but we're going to just drag it out to the very end. I think that's possible too, right? Yeah. You know, just to because saving face is very very much a real thing in sports too. You know, so you leak out all kinds of feelings. You can't, all kind you of, can't uh, alienate your own fan base. No, you can't. Yeah, that's why. Um, so all those things come into play. Um, because it, for me, in my mind, I'm like thinking, this deal is such a s- sweet deal. 
I'm not even just talking bias. Like Ingram is averaging 17 points a game on a on a team that has a lot of a like a lot of shots need to go around. Like he would average easily 20 plus on the Pelicans. Kyle Kuzma would average easily 20 plus on the Pelicans. Yeah. And Lonzo Ball would be he would fit seamlessly on any squad, you know. So if you're Del Demps, you take that deal. I I would totally take that deal. Yeah. yeah. For sure. You set yourself, you set your franchise up for a successful run. Yeah. Going into the future with that. Um like how good is how good is uh is is Tatum's defense? How good is Tatum, period? Well, is, but is my specifically question. his defense, though. How good is Tatum's defense? I don't, I don't think anybody talks about his defense. Yeah, it's not anything supposed to be special, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, we have Kyle Kuzma, who's offensively... I would totally compare that with Tatum's offense. Offensively, they're very much, I think, very comparable. And Kuzma's average is like... He's averaging like 18 points a game, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird to me that... I mean, I get it that Tatum's younger, but... I don't know. To get not only Kyle Kuzma, who's okay, you want to say at worst case scenario, he's like a poor man Tatum. And then to on top of that, get Lonzo and Ingram, who Ingram, by the way, could end up being the best out of all those young players that you mentioned. And then you get two first round picks at the same time. Uh huh. This is crazy. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. I think the Pelicans realize it's a, it's a, phenomenal deal and they might just be waiting that's why i feel like we're gonna get anthony davis because okay. magic is hell magic is hell bent on on just getting him into the fold you know? yeah and i would give you know we, we we've uh we, we've talked a lot of shit on magic you know yeah uh, over o- over the over the past couple of months and if, if he can pull this deal off then you give him a lot of credit then i'll give him a lot of credit wow. i would I don't know. I would maybe it's just because I'm such a. Sh- I, I I have, I I just. I don't care for magic, is because I feel like, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a intelligent, person to be like. Okay, we'll give you everybody but LeBron. Give us Anthony Davis. I don't know. I mean. If if he if you see the result, like you have to give somebody credit for the result. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm willing to give him I'm willing to give him the uh it's funny. The, the Magic Johnson, the player, I love I I adore he's just a legend. Yeah. But Magic Johnson, the executive, I'm just like Oh man, you know who he elicits feelings of? Ned Coletti, man. And you know how much I despise Ned Coletti. I mean, I don't really know the full story of <laughs> Ned Coletti yeah. with the Dodgers, but, but you know from just from my just from hearing me just spew how much I've hated that guy. But yeah, so yeah, we have we have three more days to go to endure this emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think a deal is going to get done? I do. I, uh, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, because we don't know what's real and what's fake news on, on Twitter. I, I think you know what. At this point, if that's if that's really the la- the latest deal, if that was the deal that was offered to the Pelicans, then you know I would absolve. I would kind of absolve our front office of 
any wrongdoing because I don't know how much better you can do than, than, than what they offered, you know? I agree. So I'll give them credit for that much. They, they really went all in on this trade. Yeah. And basically, if the Pelicans don't accept that deal, then they were never going to accept any deal, no, right? For sure. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it would just it would just sting a little. It would just sting a lot. For you, because you, you really want Anthony Davis, right? I mean, don't you? I do. You think he's coming regardless, right? You think, I think he's, he's coming, coming regardless. like in yeah. 2020 if he's not coming? Well, it's yeah. just also because the, the, the cost is so fucking high. So I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be bummed out if we don't get him. Let's say, let's say a deal doesn't get done. Yeah. And let's say this summer, uh, I'm talking worst case here. Let's say this summer the, the Celtics trade for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Do you think he opts out and signs with the Lakers? I don't know After actually because Paul George has proven that things can change very very yeah. quickly. So I'm I don't know. I'm not quite sure if that He's he's actually you know that the Paul George trade was actually a pretty significant moment in NBA history. Oh yeah. Because it gave teams it let teams know that even if a player says that he's not going to that he wants to go to a certain team they can be convinced uh, otherwise. It's it's a totally huge deal because that's why I think Toronto. Yeah, also that's exactly Kawhi. why Toronto got Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, he might very well. And look what happened stay with Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi said Toronto that he's too. like Toronto, right? Yeah. So he's and Toronto was never on the table for for uh, uh, Kawhi's camp. Yeah, if know? he was a if he was a free agent, he would have never even considered yeah. them. Yeah. So. Paul George pretty much set the precedent, and so the Celtics are basically, from but by all reports, are going to bank on that. By the way, so how do you think you know in light of what, quote unquote, Anthony Davis's dad said, right? Yeah. How do you think, like Jason Tatum and all the young players are feeling? Like, what do you think is 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 in the mind of Jason Tatum? I think they're like this motherfucker Danny Ainge is. <laughs> he's a snake. We know he's an asshole. He's we know finger. he's a snake. So they're they're probably emotionally prepped for this bullshit, anyways. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward is sitting a little pretty because his his value I mean, is so low that no fatty, one's gonna want him. He's got a fatty contract. Yeah. It's, a, it's a guaranteed fatty contract. I don't think he cares where he goes. Yeah. But yeah, Tatum. Uh, Marcus Smart. Well, I don't think Marcus Smart's uh, going anywhere either, right? Oh, he just signed a he just yeah. signed an extension, yeah. right? So who 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 are their assets Jaylen then? Jalen Brown. Jay, oh, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Terry Rozier. Yeah. They're like, this motherfucker can <laughs> can do me dirty. And I mean, they they were witnesses to what happened to Isaiah Thomas, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I, I think Isaiah Thomas responded to that. That Anthony Davis. Uh, well, what did he say? I, I I think he either liked it or was like amen or like preach, or something. <laughs> you know, something to yeah, that degree. Yeah. I mean, Lakers fans are pointing out that our our front office gave Kobe a two year max extension, mm-hmm. you know, in his twilight years, yeah. so, so that he can retire with dignity. Which, by the way, I hope the Lakers never do again. That crippled us, dude. Yeah, that crippled us, but it it did one of their, the two greatest players 
in yeah. franchise history, they did him a real solid there. Yeah. I know? just don't know how much goodwill that bought in the eyes of other players, but yeah, I mean, that's something that you can point to. I'm hoping you know? it did buy some goodwill, <laughs> you know. But yeah, back to your original. I, I think I think Tatum, like, they're, th- these players are emotionally ready for anything to happen. Yeah, like, how do you think Kyrie's thinking? You know, is he Well, thinking, he has all the leverage, though, because he's a free agent. Yeah, he does. Know? But do you think he, in his mind, he's like, yeah, dude, Danny Ainge is a fucking snake. Is, is, absolutely. Yeah. That's why he's like, I don't know anybody's shit. He's basically saying, I don't know Danny Ainge's shit. Yeah. You know? I love that. Yeah. So, are you coming around to Kyrie? Are you? Hey, dude. I, <laughs> are you? You know, are, is your hate <laughs> dissipating a I don't little know. bit? I've never hated Kyrie. I'm just saying the dude is. Hey, after pretty... you say that, say all the fancy words all you want. <laughs> you know. Take you gotta admit that like, he's yeah. Yeah. But extrapolate the, all you want, dude. <laughs> if you if you keep saying if you keep saying he, stuff like that. He's he the he's an unbelievable talent, and that's the thing with the NBA. Uh as long as you have the talent, it doesn't matter what He's having a career year this year too. Is he? Yeah. I thought he was having a career low. No, year. this is like I would say this is probably the best year he's had so far. Statistically. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. He's shooting he's shooting over fifty percent from the field. Actually he's fifty forty what's his free throw? Eighty five. It's pretty good. Yeah. His effective field goal percentage is like fifty seven percent, which is like pretty absurd for it's a crazy. Guard. He's only twenty six still. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So he's having a great year. I think he's averaging a career high in assists as well. So um which is, you know, to be expected for someone that's about to be an unrestricted free agent. So he has a lot of leverage. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. A lot can happen in the next three days. A lot's going to happen. You know, we're uh, gonna have a welcome to LA, Anthony Davis. You think so? In, uh, you think so? This week. Yeah. So I so I I think we should um, meet up again. On uh, at the trade deadline. What what time's the trade deadline? So I think it's uh, yeah, that's a good question. Is it is it February seventh at midnight? I thought it was like at noon or something. Or is that at noon? I think it's noon because I mean the NBA I'm sure planned that so that you know everybody's just waiting. Just yeah. Are you looking up? Are you looking up when the trade trade yeah. deadline is? Yeah. So Lakers fans, you Thursday know. three p.m. Okay, yeah, Thursday at noon. Yeah. So Eastern time. Yep. So noon West Coast. To summarize what's happened so far, I feel like we can rest assured that the best package that we can offer for Anthony Davis is out there on the table. And so a lot, of, a lot of the, a lot of the outcome is not in the lakers hands at this point it's basically up to the pelicans if they're going to accept or not you can rest assured that uh majinka didn't leave anything on the table so you think that it's it's a good move for them to just put the best available deal right now on a monday 
three days before the trade deadline? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. You have to give them time to. Because I feel like you know, you should be like, no, no, we can't. No matter what, we can't have Ingram in the deal. And then maybe like Wednesday, be like, all you right. kind of kind of like work your way up. To, yeah, you gotta be like, all right, to, to a all right, crescendo. we're gonna put in, we're gonna put in Ingram. Yeah, I think it's too late for that though at this point. <laughs> well, obviously, because yeah. Magic came, you know, he flew over in the plane and he was just like, you know, whatever you want, right. you got. So, so there's, so there's this opinion um, being thrown out by a lot of the anti-Lakers reporters, like Woj. Uh, Chris Mannix, like a bunch of these. Chris Mannix is an anti-Lakers. Yeah, he's from Boston. Oh shit! That so a lot of a lot of anti-Lakers reporters are saying that whatever deal that the Lakers are going to propose to the Pelicans right now is going to be available this summer. Mm -hmm. That's kind of an argument, but I think that there are reports that are saying that the Lakers are kind of in a take it or leave it. Uh, stance right now that they're going to move on from Anthony Davis Anthony Davis if it doesn't happen in this trade deadline okay and again that could also be posturing too sure so I'm glad that that's out there as well yeah 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 so yeah I mean we'll we'll, we'll one thing is for we'll sure the NBA loves this shit oh yeah you know yeah yeah eating this stuff up so is there uh i mean i don't know is there anything else you wanted to discuss today no i think that was i mean anthony davis has dominated the airwaves out here yeah even during super bowl Should yeah i mean i i mean i did watch i did Bowls. watch <laughs> the absolute horrible game that was the super bowl did you see what lebron tweeted out during the super bowl he was talking about the halftime show no, he was uh, like... Oh, he was like, whoa, Shams, like, where are you at? Or something, basically, <laughs> yeah, <dude>. right? <laughs> so a lot of people think that he was he was drunk. He was pretty drunk watching the Super Bowl because he basically sent out that tweet of like, you know, dude, no hilarious. news, guys? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's really funny, man. I mean, we're... LeBron's you know, a if, funny guy on if, social media. If this trade goes down, then I will... I will officially declare that we are living in LeBron's world and we are just all witnesses to what's happening, you know. He's basically just whatever he wills. Yeah, he might not he yes. might not be the GOAT, but when it comes to player slash GMs of all time, he is the GOAT player slash GM if he can make this happen. It would be pretty crazy. Yeah. So we'll have to just Stay tuned. You know, that is something that I, I think is so crazy is that how is that legal? You know? Like, how is it legal that his best friend is a, like a sports agency? I don't think that uh, I don't think that it's ever happened before. So they're kind of breaking new ground. That's so crazy, though. It's so crazy. Yeah. The idea that the best player in the NBA, his right-hand guy, his best friend, also happens to be a sports agency that that represents like key players in the NBA. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, whether whatever your opinions on LeBron are, you have to acknowledge that he is he has made like fucking genius moves. Yeah. Like throughout sure. his career. For sure. He set up his closest friends to be like these powerful figures in which, sports. Which you would think actually would not play out well or correctly. Because, you know, like nepotism is just not something that really works. Yeah. Yet I don't know. Like, like Rich Paul is not a guy who, before he came into this, was like he had history in representing athletes and being a sports agent. You no, know what I mean? No. Yet here they are, clutch sports. Like, you know, they're like moving shit. You know? Yeah. And you know, Maverick Carter, who's like right, right, doing all this like Hollywood right. shit now. Right. So he's done everything right to like make his best friends like really influential people. And in a sense, I feel like. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, you know this is something that like not even Jordan did. Yeah. Or like Kobe. Like none of these guys have done, a, have done it before. Right. It's a cool thing in a sense. I feel like LeBron shows that he's very much about like like if you're if you're a friend of LeBron, you like you have a friend in for life kind of thing. Yeah. If he feels like you know what I mean? Which is not something that I think I, I see in like Jordan or Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. You never, you, you don't know who these, you don't know who their like, like best friends are or who their closest buddies are. You know. Yeah, I well, I, I think Kobe and like Polinka, they're like best friends, but but I feel that, like even, I feel like I, that came as a result of yeah. Like, and, but you know, also, it's like if Polinka has shown right now as he's in the front office, we all know that this guy is as a guy who just defers to everyone. You know, I'm sure he defers in that friendship. I too. mean, that's yeah, that that's what it seems like. You know, <laughs> like. If your friendship is predicated from the fact that, like, he represented Kobe, he was basically Kobe's... I'm not going to say bitch, obviously, because... You know, but if you're someone's agent and you're just like, I do whatever you tell me to do, like, and then you all of a sudden became good friends, I don't know how much, like, of a genuine relationship really, like, came from that. I mean, I'm sure it is now, but it's just so Kobe to be... To get really close to a guy who's just, like was your employee yeah yeah but yeah lebron yeah give him a ton of credit for what he's built yeah um and now he's he's in a position to control the league basically i mean you know in a sense kind of he's been controlling the league when he moved him and chris bosh and teamed up with uh dwayne wade yeah you know so he's been doing it for a while he's been doing it for a while when he went to cleveland he brought kevin love into the fold Mm-hmm. You know, so um, he's always that's the thing is that before he makes a move, he's always had someone that was coming to coming with him. L.A. was the first place where he didn't technically have one immediately. But come Thursday, you know, he could be like, I'm gonna make it three for three. Yeah. I mean, you, your whole theory of like things being planned out well in advance. I mean. It was, you know, it's been for a few months that Anthony Davis has been a clutch client now, yeah. you know. Yeah. So this might be like the end game right. for, for Anthony sure. Davis to end up on the Lakers with LeBron. So we'll see if they can pull it off. I'm, it's it's without a doubt that they're trying to pull it off. Oh, that's you know very clear. So basically, there's a lot of powers at B that are trying to block that, you know. Yep. Spearheaded by Danny Ainge and little finger little finger danny ainge and uh i don't know who would you who would woge be in the who what, what is woge's Woj. game of 
Thrones equivalent. Woj is just a fucking raven. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe he's, he's like a three-eyed uh, raven. <laughs> maybe uh, he's uh, I don't know, some other. Oh no, he's um, I would, Varys. I could, yeah, Lord I was gonna Varys? say he's Varys. He could totally be Varys. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if uh, if LeBron slash Rich Paul slash Clutch Sports can overcome. And LeBron, Little I guess, finger. is Jon Snow, you know? He just... <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So uh, I think we can end the, the podcast episode here, and we'll get back to you guys uh, at the trade deadline. Hopefully, we'll have some good news. Uh, there's going to be a lot of activity, obviously, in the next couple of days. So uh, we'll be sure to uh, keep track of what's going on. Uh, but until then, um, we'll say we'll sign off for now. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will check back in with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.